work. It was a day just like any other day. His brothers had gotten him out of bed, gotten him dressed, and on their way to work, they carried him to his usual spot at the temple gate. It was just a day. Sky wasn't any bluer. Birds didn't sing any louder. Sun didn't shine any brighter. It was just a day like any other day. And yet, before it was finished, it would be like any other day in his life. Henry Varley once said, The world has yet to see what God will do with and for and through and in and by the man who's fully consecrated to God. I want that to soak in for a minute. The world has yet to see what God will do with and for and through and in and by the man who's fully consecrated to God. You see, on that day in Acts chapter 3, Peter and John went into the temple. They had to go through the gate that was called Beautiful, which opened to the court of women. This beautiful gate was huge, some 50 cubits high, 40 cubits wide, and overlaid with bronze, truly a work of art. And here, Peter and John encountered a crippled man who was begging for money. You see, in ancient times, poor beggars often were found by rich people's houses as well as by busy streets and markets and anywhere else people would pass. They were especially found near the temple gates. Historians tell us that this gate was the eastern gate made of Corinthian brass overlaid with gold and silver, the sun would rise over the eastern mountains and this entrance to the temple was just absolutely breathtaking. It was brilliant. And beyond all of that, it was worth a fortune. But laying there is this man who's marred, a little disfigured, distorted. He was definitely an outcast in his day. And there were so many beggars, there was no way that one could respond to all of them. And so the solution was often not to see any of them. But, as you can imagine, the beggars made this very, very difficult. They would press themselves on you. They would approach you tugging at your sleeve and pleading loudly for help. Can you imagine doing that, not just one day, but day after day after day after day? I mean, you and I wake up and we have our routines. We we get up, we get dressed, and we go go to work, or if you're retired, you do whatever. And you're allowed to do that, right? But can you imagine doing what this man did every day? And so I want you to get that in your mind and I want you to hear these words from Acts chapter 3. One day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer. Three in the afternoon. 
And a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. And Peter looked straight at him, as did John. And then Peter said, look at us. And so the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. And then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. And in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. Now can you imagine what was going through his mind as Peter reached out his hand? More than likely, he had never encountered something like this. And so, in his mind, he's probably thinking, this is never going to work. Just me touching your hand and responding in that way, I need more than that. And what he didn't realize is what Peter was about to give him was going to be something that would change his outlook on life forevermore. You see, church, that's exactly what we've been given. We've been given hope. We've been given that opportunity, that chance to do something extraordinary. Because years ago, or maybe in just recent months for some of you, I don't know, somebody, some Peter, took a chance on you. They didn't give up. Don't you know this beggar had been praying for somebody like Peter and John to come by every day? And you just look at all the folks who didn't see him that would just pass by, maybe get, you know, kind of just stepping all around them, but never stopped to say, what can I do for you? Life gets in the way, doesn't it? But that particular day, Peter and John did something that changed the world and set for us an example that we need to look at. And so he jumped to his feet and he began to walk in verse 8. And then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. You mean he did all three of those things at the same time? He walked and he jumped and he was praising God. And when all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him.
Holmes? Anything to give Holmes? Look on us. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. see that I now realize in verse 10 why the passage says that the people were just filled with wonder and amazement at what they had just seen and so do you get the picture there's this beautiful gate but repulsive beggars all around it what contrasting picture a beautiful place And yet, someone who all of his life, all he could do was just sit there. I mean, just think about it. You're that close to walking inside where everybody else is going, and yet you can't get there. Because you can't walk. And did you see all the passer, the ones passing by? Just kind of there. So much like the world today. Because life just happens. And you get in your routine and you just, you just go. And you're in a hurry and you got to get there. And while you're trying to get to where you're going, there's so many people on the side that may be saying, Help! I need, I need somebody to help me. And you know what, church? That somebody is us. That somebody in that passage was Peter and John. Praise God for servants like Peter and John. Amen? Amen. What an example. 
And I can't help but think of the passage in Matthew chapter 9. On hearing this, Jesus says, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I've not come to call the righteous, but sinners. And I think the challenge that we face is not to ever become so overcome with reaching the lost in the world that we forget the lost man, the lost woman, the boy, and the girl who may be crying out the same way that this beggar did. And so when Peter told the lame man in verse 4, look at us, what was it that he wanted him to focus on? We don't believe for a moment that Peter wanted this man to look in order to just merely see them because they were just mere flesh and bones. They're just humans. I believe he wanted to get his attention off the religious environment around him and on the Christ that was living inside Peter and John. And so, could we dare make such a statement as Peter? Could we tell others that looking upon us would be as it were to look upon Jesus? And I can't help but also wonder, is his reflection that clear in the mirror of my own life? You see, when this man looked to Peter and John, he saw something about them that was truly different from all the others that he hadn't seen. He saw compassion. He saw care. He saw confidence because he began to realize that Jesus is my only hope. And in that moment, verse 7, Peter took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. It was a miracle. And what follows in verse 8, what a great response. He jumped and he began to walk and then he went with them into the temple courts Can you imagine what was going through his mind now that he was able to turn around and actually begin to see, you know, I'm fixing to walk into a place that I've never gone before. And do you realize with Jesus leading us, he will take us to places where we thought we could never go. But by faith... We have to say, yes, I want to go there. It may disturb us. It may get us out of our comfort zone. It may do whatever. But in the midst of all of that, Jesus is inviting us as his children to take us places where we could never go on our own. And here's what happened that day. Because two men were walking in obedience to God, this man, this beggar, received 
not only a blessing, but he was a testimony. He was a living, walking proof of God's manifested power in his life. And I want to tell you something, church. I don't know if you saw this this morning coming into this room today. Christy Anthony walked in to this place. And you know what I loved about it? I was back there watching her walk, and when I looked at her, she was smiling from ear to ear. Christy is living proof, living testimony that God isn't finished with us yet. Christy, we love your spirit and your courage and that step of faith that you take day after day after day. Verse 11, every day they would walk right past them, the people. I mean, one minute, it's like he was a nuisance to them. It's like he was a problem. Daily, they even resented him even being there, maybe. And now, all of a sudden, this man's running, and he's jumping, and he's going where all of us are going. And I can't help but think, do you think any of them thought, man, maybe I should have done what these two guys did. Maybe I should have stopped. Maybe I could have offered them something. I don't know. But Peter and John chose to give what so many were trying to avoid. And I'll tell you what, when I look at this picture, I can't help but think Peter and John give us a picture when the church is at its best. When we begin to realize that it's not about me. It's not about us. It's about what we've been given. And it's about how we've been given so much that we want to give it away to as many people as we can. Amen? And we praise God for that opportunity. And so now the reflection goes toward us. Are we living in obedience to God's word? You know, as you begin to see this text, are you like this beggar in the first picture? Are you like the members who were going to church who were careless of those around them in need? Or are you like Peter and John who stopped and who were compassionate to those in need? May it never be said that we have an attitude that says, go away, beggar. I've come to my church and I've entered through this beautiful gate to enjoy myself and to admire the view and to listen to the beautiful songs and to hear 
words of you. But you, you've kind of messed up my comfort zone. You're kind of in the way. You've disturbed me. May that never be said about children of God. Because there's plenty of people like that in the world. But with God's children, God looks at us and he says, I expect you to be different. He expects us to give to others what they could never find anywhere else. We don't give them ourselves. We give them Jesus. And we show them a testimony of how powerful he has worked in our life. And all the glory goes to God. I want you to stand as we read 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And I want this passage to sink into your heart this morning. We're going to sing a song of invitation after this. A song where as we sing it, it's time for us to reflect. It's time for us to see, where am I in this picture? May we always see that God has blessed us in so many ways. And he doesn't want us to keep those blessings stored up right here. He wants us to spread it to more and more people. And so together, church, let's read 2 Corinthians 5. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Let's sing this.